Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord Jesus, dear friends. Part of God's word that we'll give our attention to this afternoon comes from the book of 2 Peter, chapter 3. Please listen. Peter writes, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. This is the word of our God. What kind of people ought we to be? As God's children, that's the question he wants us to consider today. And you know, we might ask that same sort of question to our own children in various situations. You have a test at school tomorrow, but here you are sitting on the couch watching TV. What do you think you ought to be doing? Or here we are at a nice restaurant. There are other kids here who are sitting still and talking quietly, but you're running around and acting crazy and being loud. How do you think you ought to be acting? I mean, it's fine to be loud and run around at the park, but not in the restaurant. It's fine to sit down and watch a show on TV, but not when you have a test to study for. What we expect our children to be doing and how we expect them to be acting is going to be based on the situation at hand. And in the same way, how our Lord expects his children to be acting and what he expects us to be doing is going to be based on the situation at hand. And what is that situation? Well, the situation that the Apostle Peter wants us to keep in mind as we think about this question is our Lord's coming at the end of time and the destruction of all things that will take place on that day. The day of the Lord is coming. It's a sure thing. Just as he came in humility that first time to redeem us from our sins, he will come again in glory to usher in a whole new era. And there are going to be a lot of changes when he comes. Peter says, the heavens will disappear with a roar. We're so used to seeing the sun by day and the stars and the moon at night. It's hard to imagine what it'll be like when those things are simply wiped out of the sky, the way that a teacher might wipe the board in preparation 
for a new lesson. Peter says the elements will be destroyed by fire. All the stuff around us in this created world is simply going to be reduced to nothing. Can you imagine the huge mountain ranges and vast oceans simply gone? The homes in which we live, the cars that we drive, this place where we worship, consumed and gone on that day. Peter says, the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Everything that seems so solid, so constant, so necessary, is going to be reduced to nothing on that day. That's what Peter wants us to kind of have in mind and consider when we think about this question. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Well, our first thought when we hear that question might be to think we ought to be people who aren't all that concerned about the day-to-day things of life in this world. I mean, when we think about these verses that we just read, it'd be pretty easy to come away with this kind of an outlook on life, to think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, since everything is going to be destroyed, since time is going to be replaced by eternity, since heaven is eventually going to be our home, then does it really matter if I don't make my bed first thing in the morning when I get up? Does it really matter if I don't study for that one algebra test coming up this week? Does it really matter if I call in sick to work because I just don't feel like going today? Does it really matter if I just let the leaves be instead of raking them out to the curb? Does it really matter if I skip that meeting because I want to do something else instead? Does it really matter, and you can fill in the blank with whatever thing in life seems unimportant, in the grand view of things. But I think you see that if we start going down that road, we could include almost anything in that, with the result that we could basically do nothing at all in life. That's not what Peter has in mind when he asks what kind of people ought we to be in view of the Lord's coming and the destruction of all things. Now, Peter has something far better in mind. What kind of people ought we to be? Well, first of all, we ought to be people who marvel at God's patience. The Lord is coming. And you know, already at the time that Peter was writing this wor- these words, there were people who were questioning that truth. What's taking so long? Why the delay? Is he really coming at all? And if those thoughts were around back then, how much more so today, 2,000 years later, and still the Lord Jesus hasn't come back? We know there are all kinds of people in our world living as if Jesus will never return, as if we're never going to be accountable to him in any way, and so they do whatever they please. But it's different for us, right? We know he's coming. We, knew that, we know that one day all people will stand before him. But still, maybe we convince ourselves that 
it is still kind of a long way off. I'll have time to get my act together yet and get ready for that day, but right now, I'm just so busy with the kids and all of the activities that they have, with work, with taking care of my house and my yard, companies coming into town, Christmas is right around the corner, so on and so on. As soon as I get this, that, or the other thing kind of squared away in life, then I'll get more serious about church. Then I'll get closer in my relationship to God. If it seems like the Lord is taking his time, well, then maybe we think that it's okay for us to take our time too. But Peter reminds us the day of the Lord will come like a thief. And even if it seems like it's a long time in coming, Peter says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He's not tardy or delinquent or forgetful or something like that. No, Peter says, instead, he is patient with you. It is an act of his grace and love that causes him to delay his return. It's because he doesn't want anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. It's God's patient love that provided us with the opportunity to hear the good news about Jesus and come to believe in him in the first place. It's God's patient love that continues to provide us with opportunities to repent for those times when we fail to make the preparations that we should in light of the Lord's coming. Rather than thinking that God is somehow slow, we should instead marvel at his patience, which is so full of grace and love for sinners like you and I. And instead of abusing that patience by putting off the preparations we need to make, we should instead take advantage of every day the Lord gives us to grow closer to him. In view of God's patience and the grace and love that we know stands behind it, that also adds some urgency to our work of being his witnesses in this world, right? I mean, as long as God is being patient, that means that we have more opportunity to share the good news of his love with other people. We know that the Lord is coming, but we don't know when. So that means that right now is the time to speak with that friend who doesn't know Jesus as their Savior. Right now is the time for us as a congregation to commit ourselves to reaching out to the families of this community through our early childhood center. Right now is the time for us to encourage our own families here at Bethany to stay close to the Lord and to his word. Right now is the time for us to generously support the mission work that our synod does in this country and in other countries so that many more people may come to know the Savior while there is still time. What kind of people ought we to be? We ought to be people who marvel at God's patience, who make every effort to know his love and share his love while he still gives us time to do that. But Peter has more to say. What kind of people ought we to be? We also ought to be people who live holy, and godly lives. You know, this is simply acknowledging who we are thanks to Jesus. We are the children of God. We are heirs of everlasting life. 
we know that we have a home waiting for us in heaven to which God will take us someday. This place in the new heavens, in the new earth, where righteousness dwells, Peter says. And since we know that that's what the future holds for us, well then we want to pattern our lives right now according to what they will be when we get there. You think about it, if you're moving from one house to another here on earth, you don't buy stuff that's just going to fit in the old house. You want to buy stuff that you know is going to fit in the new house as well. Back in the fall of 2009, our family moved from Montana down to Florida. In the winter of the previous year, I got new snow boots, brand new winter jacket, pretty nice too. But had I known that I wasn't going to be spending another winter in Montana, I probably would have spent my money on something else. We know that the day is coming soon when we're going to move from this sinful world to that home of righteousness that God has prepared for us. So Peter says, make every effort then to be found spotless and blameless. The Apostle Paul says this in Romans 12, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Rather than patterning our lives after the dark and worn out and sinful ways of this world, God instead wants us to pattern our lives as to how they're going to be when we're at his side in that home of righteousness. So what kind of people ought we to be? We ought to be people who live holy and godly lives. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, we don't have it in us to be those kinds of people. No matter how much of an effort we make, there's nothing that we can do to set ourselves at peace with God. And of course, you're right. I mean, who can be spotless, blameless, and at peace with the Holy God? Well, only those who trust in the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus. Through faith in Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, every spot of sin is removed from our hearts and lives. Through faith in Jesus, we are wrapped in his righteousness and credited with his perfection so that we are truly blameless in God's sight and acceptable to him. Since we trust that Jesus came as a baby in Bethlehem to live, to die, and to rise again for us, then we are at peace with God. See, everything that Peter says we ought to be, God gives us freely as a gift through faith in his son Jesus. And that faith comes from hearing the message. And so we could add another answer to this question that Peter asked, what kind of people ought we to be? We ought to be people who make every effort to hear the message. People who make every effort to hear the gospel and receive the sacrament because we know that these are the tools that the Holy Spirit uses to make us and keep us ready for that great day of the Lord. What kind of people ought we to be? There is a little bit of a paradox in that question. We understand that. 
I mean, on the one hand, we should be people who are not all that concerned with the day-to-day things of this world because we know that something new and better and eternal is coming. But that doesn't mean that we show lazy disregard in our lives as God's people in this world. And what kind of people ought we to be? Ought to be the people that God made us at our baptism. The people that God has called to serve him in so many ways in this life. People who are sustained by his word and sacraments day in and day out. People who are serious about the work of sharing the gospel in this world. And people who know that we have a home waiting for us in heaven. People who know that the Lord Jesus is coming back to take us to be in that place. He is coming. So what kind of people ought we to be? Very simply, we ought to be God's people. The people we truly are, thanks to Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.